0: I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacey (laughs) Lindharp. You caught me off guard just a little bit. (laughs) Let me pull it up here. I'm not seeing it on Periscope. Are we on Periscope?
1: Apparently not. Should be now.
0: Okay, hold on. There we go. Alright, that's right people, we are a homegrown program here in the middle of Middle Tennessee. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. If you don't know who I am, let me tell you, I am Stacey Lynn Harp, your sweet and lovable host, although not everybody thinks that. But I'm here to try to um, spread the propaganda uh, that it's actually true, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the propaganda of the homosexual lobby and the marketing of homosexuality part four in our ongoing series here that I'm taking quotes directly from this book called, after the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 1990s. It's written by two homosexual activists. Yep. And the words you're about to see in the show, people, are directly written, taken from that book. Yeah, they are. <laughs> anyway, so, do me a favor, share this out because I'm going to start the show by telling you something right before we get into the the lesson, part four of the series that I've been putting together for the last couple of weeks. All right, first thing I'm going to do over here, though, is I'm going to uh, go over here to Facebook and share this out, hopefully, on Facebook. Don't forget, if you're on Facebook, you can actually go ahead and uh, say hello so I know you're there. All right, and I'm going to stop that. Stop the mat, Stop the madness. Okay, and then I'm going to share this over here. I'm going to hit like, and then I'm going to, I like my own stuff, just so you know. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to share this on my timeline called the marketing of homosexuality sexuality to America. Wait, got to spell two right, spelled it wrong. To America part four propaganda propaganda. Yeah. All right. Okay, people. I don't know how your day's been, but mine has been very busy. It's hard to believe it's already like this late in the day, actually. But but it is. And you made it this far. And so for that, I just want to say congratulations. (laughs) Okay, so a couple of days ago, I got to tell you, a couple of days ago on uh, on our show, one of the things that I did was I read an article about a woman who identifies as what she how what's the term by. Bi- uh, um, Bilateral,
1: non non-binary, non
0: yeah. That, there you go, or
1: just non-binary. She didn't neither male nor female,
0: right? But what? But which wasn't true because then she kind of identified as a transsexual. Anyway, the point is that this this young lady who doesn't want to be referred to as a lady. Uh, she, the whole article was about how. As a man, she has a period. And anyway, I actually thought that that was a pretty good show. Just so you know, I did. So I decided that I would pay pay two dollars to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, because I miss money bags here. But anyway, I thought I I decided I would pay two dollars to Facebook to boost that post so that maybe a thousand people would get to see it. And I waited uh, over forty eight hours for Facebook to approve it and they didn't. In fact, they they actually claimed that they ran my promotion cuz then they showed that my promotion was completed and yet not one person saw it and they didn't charge me the $2 that uh, I put out to promote our show. <laughs> so, why do I share this? Because I decided I was going to go back through my ads and the different shows that I decided that I was going to boost to see if there were any other shows that they did this with. And there was. There was one uh, not too long ago. It was a couple months ago. I tried to boost a post from Linda Harvey when I was reading an article that Linda Harvey wrote. And Linda, if if you're new to this agenda, let me just say Linda Harvey is one of the stellar uh, ladies in the Christian world. She heads up an organization called Mission America. For years, she has been exposing the evil in the school with the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance Clubs, and all the different sexual harassment and bullying tactics that the lobby, the gay lobby, has has really infiltrated the schools. And anyway, the article that I read on that show, I tried to boost that show, and Facebook wouldn't allow that show either to be boosted. So, you know, everybody's talking about how Alex Jones is being targeted and and a number of my friends have had their YouTube pages demonetized and and you know Twitter is shadow banning tweets and stuff like that and of course Facebook they don't let you see everything and and there's this so-called conspiracy to not let Christians and conservatives actually show their point of view and I'm just saying I just want you to know I have the evidence that at least for in the last couple of months, two of my shows I've tried to boost to get out there, to get the message out to the, the demographic that I'm trying to reach, which is the church, and Facebook refuses to take my money and to boost the show. So you got to ask yourself, why? Why in a free world, especially America, yeah, where we are a, a republic, With a a constitutional republic, although a lot of people like to say we're a democracy, which is a bunch of hooey. And I know that there are lawyers out there that say, well, this is a democracy, blah, 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 blah. But our pledge says we are a republic. So there you go. And we have a constitution. So we're a constitutional republic. So I guess it's mincing, parsing words or whatever. But the point is that what are they afraid of? Right? I mean, why why won't they let my little dinky show Bible News Radio with charm, wit, and intelligence h- actually have, you know, visibility to people I'm paying them to say, "Hey, will you just let the people that I'm trying to target see my show?" And they're like, "Nope." You suck. <laughs> actually, I didn't say that, but th- but seriously, how would that make you feel? I'm serious. It kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. I'm sensitive. And, uh, yeah, so I woke up today feeling a little bit sad because Facebook is banning me. So far, I'm not banned, though, not yet. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say it's not completely shocking to me either. All right, so let me just say hi to a couple of people. I see Darren over on Facebook, and I see Mia, my superhero paramedic, and also one of our biggest pillars of the community, Anvar, Diane, thank you also for your donation recently. You just sent us. Thank you for that. I will send you a receipt like you asked. Melanie, who is now a a brand new associate with me on my team for Legal Shield. I see you out there. Also, April and some other people that look like sex and repeat bots over on Periscope. And yes, of course, Periscope is rolling it out very slowly. Should Bible News Radio be seen on Periscope? That is the question. (laughs) Uh, So, all the more reason for you guys to share the show out. If you find any value in what we're sharing, please do let people see it. You know, tweet it out to your email list or whatever. And uh, let, you know, let, let people see it. Okay. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided that I would follow God's leading and prompting on my heart from many years ago. Actually, the Lord laid this on my heart years ago, and I just have never done it until now, that this book here, After the Ball, How How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s by Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen, written by two homosexuals who are uh, propaganda experts, marketing experts, um, how these two men wrote this book in the, in the mid-80s, it was written in 1989, uh, that actually lays out how they marketed homosexuality to America, okay? And, you know, for years, God has laid this on my heart. And, you know, there are some people in the Christian right who um, actually have taken some of what's in this book. They talked about it in, uh, I think it was the American Family Association, <clears throat> actually talked about how, uh they in their series silencing the christians they talked about uh, how they did it and they pulled out some of the tactics that have been used in this book and i see d and forest as well hi you guys thanks for coming in you're gonna like this i hope i hope anyway um and so i you know it's always bothered me that people you'll hear people on the left say oh those people on the right say that there's this big conspiracy but the truth is, there is. There is a big conspiracy. It's a complete, it's, it's laid out. There's a plan. It's right there. And so I've already done three shows on this. This is our fourth show. Um, so make sure, if you haven't seen the first three, go back and watch them. They're actually in my uh, specific list on YouTube. And, of course, they're, they're here on Facebook, also in Periscope. Uh, the audio version of the show is can be listened to on iTunes, Bullhorn, um, Anchor, Spreaker, Stitcher, and a number of other places, at least 12 places. You can you can hear this show at least 15 places, I think, that I know of. There's probably others I don't know of, but the point is, is the evidence is all there. Okay, Every quote that you're going to see today on this show is taken from that book. And if you don't know a little bit about my background, I will tell you that was probably about 16 years ago, maybe even a little bit longer than that, I was actually invited by, by the Traditional Values Coalition, which was uh, founded, I think, by Lou and Beverly Sheldon many years ago in California. They actually contacted me, and they asked me if I would be willing to go in as a spy uh, to the GLSEN conference that was being taken place down in Los Angeles. Um, it was about 2001, I think it was, the year that we went. Um, they asked me if I'd go in as a spy so basically just go in hang out at this GLSEN conference the gay lesbian straight education network and gather information about what I saw and so my husband and I Randall we went down there we spent three days in Los Angeles among the homosexual activists the leaders in the in that movement we heard straight from their mouth what their agenda was and we tried to bring back this information to this to the church at that time and it was it was hit with a big fat snooze button like we're not interested whatever who you know who cares right but that event actually changed my life uh, I I would say that God had been calling me uh, I went through clinical uh, psychology program I have a master's in clinical psychology I did marriage and family child individual parenting counseling courses and individual counseling and therapy as a therapist for a number of years. I also was then invited to a SESCAL conference, which was a conference run by lesbian activists down over in the San Diego area. And this was a conference specifically designed to target school counselors to make their office and their campuses pro-gay. I actually went to a conference with Chastity Bono, who was presenting herself as Chaz Bono. This is the daughter of Sonny and Cher Bono. Okay, I've actually met her. Um, Stuart Milk, who is the nephew of the very famous Harvey Milk, famous homosexual activist who was actually murdered, I believe, in San Francisco, and also a predator, a sexual predator, who's actually, unfortunately, been honored by the United States of America Post Office uh, with a stamp. And also a special day celebrating his perversity. Okay. Of course, they wouldn't call it that, but whatever. I met that guy. I met Stuart Milk, his nephew, at that event, as well as a number of other activists at that event. And then throughout the years, I've been exposed at various times and places to other information concerning this agenda. So I just say this as, as a way to let you know, I've been on the inside of these events I examine the evidence, I look at their source material, and all I'm doing in this show is telling you what their source material actually says. And I know people some people will go, Oh, you're a hater. Rah. You're <laughs> and I'm like, all I'm doing is telling you the history. This is a historical book. This book is such a threat now that they there are places selling it for a thousand bucks, is last I heard. You know, why? That's the question. Because when the truth is exposed, there's nowhere to hide. And so just so you know, my heart with this show is to tell you the truth. I'm not a hater. I love the gay community. I love people. I want people set free because I know what Jesus Christ of Nazareth did for me. He set me free from sin and death from the sexual brokenness that I've had because of being sexually abused and the conflicting feelings I used to struggle with years ago. I get it. I get the struggle. I get the emotion. I get how our society um, does what they do. And as a Christian, it's my job to give the truth, which is that Jesus loves you. He He died in your place for you. He came to heal the brokenhearted, the contrite in spirit, and he can set anybody free from anything. The problem is, is that the church has now embraced the agenda that Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen laid out. And the problem with that is, is it's unbiblical. And it irritates me. (laughs) To be honest with you, it irritates me because it's not true, right? The church should not be embracing something God calls an abomination, okay? So I'm just going to say that, and now with that said, Let me just say, uh, welcome to the the rest of you that just came in. And let's get into the fourth part of what I'm calling the marketing of homosexuality to America, part four. All right, so we're going to look at this. Again, the source text, uh, as always, is How uh, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 1990s by Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. That's the source of these comments. Okay, so... The next section is called Good Propaganda, the idea behind waging peace. Now, this is interesting uh, because in the last couple of shows, we actually talked about how the whole purpose of this movement is to propagate and lie to the masses. They don't care if they're telling you the truth. In fact, we quoted that numerous times already. But this quote I want to share with you on page comes off from one page 161. It says, gays must launch a large-scale campaign. We've called it the Waging Peace Campaign to reach straights through the mainstream media. We're talking about propaganda. Um, Now, I want to be fair because I want you to know uh, the context. So what I'm going to do here is I actually have the book here. I didn't didn't have time to... um, to write up everything and put it on a slide, but I do want to read the context so you can hear this in context so that you can know what I'm doing, okay? So going on page 162, it says here, To most people, the word propaganda has the worst connotations. Propaganda is supposed to be what communists and fascists and certain TV weathermen are up to, gross distortion and fraud perpetuated, uh, per- yeah, per- Perpetrated, rather, for evil ends. Um, This is a misconception. The term propaganda applies to any deliberate attempt to persuade the masses via public communications media. Such communication is everywhere, of course, being a mainstay of modern societies. Its function is not to perpetrate, but to propagate. That is to spread new ideas and feelings or reinforce old ones, which may themselves be either evil or good, depending on their purpose and effect. The purpose and effect, and this is the next slide, Randall, the next quote I pulled here. The purpose and effect of pro-gay propaganda is to promote a climate of increased tolerance for homosexuals, and that, we say, is good. Now, it's interesting to me because... The more you read, the more I read this book, and the more I look at it, the more I kind of go, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) Because on the one hand, they say this, but on the other hand, they're saying this, right? They're saying something different. But let's look at that quote again, okay? So that quote coming off 162 says, The purpose and effect of pro-gay propaganda is to promote a climate of increased tolerance for homosexuals. If you're honest, you could say that they have done that. They've done it very, very effectively. Um, And, you know, they have wrapped this in the idea that, um, you know, that they understand how propaganda is generally used for evil. But to them, this isn't evil. But to God, it is evil. Just so you know, if we were looking at this from a biblical worldview, meaning what does the Bible say about this issue, then you got to understand, to God... This is evil, okay. So then it goes on to say, uh, they they talk about three characteristics of propaganda. And I took a couple, I took these quotes right from this book here. So it says here propaganda relies more upon emotional manipulation than upon logic, since its goal is is in fact to bring about a change in the public's feelings. Now, how many of you would agree that that's the idea behind marketing? I mean, you know, the marketing of evil, as David Kupelian would say, um, that's what this is. So they knew, the authors of this book knew, that the propaganda they were going to promote was going to be emotional manipulation, not based upon logic, Or as we we know from previous shows, logic, truth, you know, any evidence that actually facts that actually supports anything. It's all emotional. And that is so important to really understand, especially if you're trying to persuade somebody that doesn't understand why this is such an important issue. Because this this is such um, a volatile topic and I want to read you a little bit more about how he writes this here. He says here, um, Three characteristics distinguish propaganda from other modes of communication and contribute to its sinister reputation. First, propaganda relies more upon emotional manipulation than upon logic, since its goal is, in fact, to bring about a change in the public's feelings. Uh, Bertrand Russell once asked, why is propaganda so much more successful when it stirs up hatred than when it tries to stir up friendly feelings? The answer is that the public is more eager to hate than to love, especially where out, out groups are concerned, and that knowing this, propagandists have seldom attempted to elicit friendly feelings or dampen hatred. This time, however, We gays will attempt precisely that, and will be more successful than before because we can base our efforts on techniques, desensitization, jamming, and conversion, derived directly from a solid understanding of the psychology of homo-hatred. So I pulled out these two quotes, The propaganda relies more upon emotional manipulation than upon logic since its goal is, in fact, to bring about a change in the public's feelings. And then, propagandists have seldom attempted to elicit friendly feelings or dampen hatred. This time, however, we gays will attempt precisely that. Now, <clears throat> the reason why this is so interesting and very important to understand why this, this is so interesting is because, just like when we were talking about the desensitization uh, issue, uh, jamming, and conversion, the whole idea with those tactics was to present the homosexual or the lesbian in the light of a normal, quote, straight person, somebody that that doesn't look like the stereotypical um, person who's engaged in that type of behavior, right? So they they make the homosexual look like, you know, The guy next door, you know, clean cut or whatever, and you know, so you're not scared of them and then they manipulate you with these these tactics, these marketing and these persuasion tactics that we already talked about in the first couple shows. And the reason why this is so interesting is because of what he just mentioned before about what Bertrand Russell said. He he actually that guy actually made a really good point, you know, about it's easier to persuade to get people to get angry than to actually embrace people in a loving way. And yet, the irony of it all, you guys, is that when it comes to waging war with this agenda, whereas they started out presenting it in a happy-go-lucky, friendly way, if you know anything about the militant homosexual lobby in this country, or the world for that matter, it is anything but loving and friendly. It is nothing but a big bully they use fear, intimidation, uh, pressure, uh, law side. Ask Scott Lively, Pastor Scott Lively, about that. Um, they There there are groups like ACT UP who are these militant homosexual activist groups that when they go to parades, and I've been at these things, I mean, they will protest Christian uh, meetings and places where people are trying to get help with homosexuality. They'll come out en masse with... Um, with um, Pots and pans and drums and horns and bullhorns and big fire torches. And they'll be yelling and screaming all these hateful things towards anybody that opposes them. That does not depict the friendly image that these authors at the time were were actually putting out as a way to persuade and propagate the masses to America. And, you know, and and the funny thing is it says here, uh, they, propagandists have seldom attempted to elicit friendly feelings or dampen hatred, the irony of it all is in the attempt for them to actually promote this as a friendly agenda they've done exactly the opposite and showed just how hateful and intolerant they are towards anybody else with a different opinion so it's, it's really interesting <sighs> alright so let me go on here and continue the next slide barefaced says uh the second sinister characteristic of propaganda is its frequent use of outright lies a tactic we neither need uh more or that should say or or condone okay so now this is interesting to me because earlier in the book he actually says exactly the opposite. (laughs) He actually talks about how he doesn't care if they're telling him the truth, that it is based on lies and all this other stuff. But again, let me read you the context. It says here, um, it says here, uh, the second sinister characteristic of propaganda is its frequent use of outright lies, a tactic we neither need nor condone in the long run. Big fat lies work only for the propagandists of totalitarian states who can make them stick by exercising almost complete control over public information. Huh. Interesting. Complete control over public information. Hmm. So let me ask you something. So do you suppose when Google is banning YouTube videos of people who've got free from homosexuality, that they are uh, trying to have complete control over public information? Or when Facebook won't allow me to promote a show and pay them to let my show be seen elsewhere, that they're not trying to control public info, really? Do you not think that that's slightly totalitarian? I think so. I think it's kind of evil. But anyway, this guy goes on to write, in pluralistic societies such as ours, chronic liars on controversial subjects are invariably found out and discredited in the press by their opponents. There is, alas, an exception. Certain lies become hollowed public myths. Persisting for as long as the public chooses to believe them. Need we mention the big lie? Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. All right, next slide. Third, even when it sticks to the facts... Propaganda can be unabashedly subjective and one-sided. There's nothing necessarily wrong with this. Oh, really now? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the whole point of propaganda is to promote your point of view and to try to convince the people of the world or whoever it is you're targeting that this is your particular wor- your, your view. So again, you know, um, to deny though that there's another side, which is what actually has happened with the American Psychological Association. Let's talk about that for a minute. You guys realize um, that you're listening to a woman who, who actually has a master's degree in clinical psychology and actually worked as a therapist for a very long time in the field, right? So not only have I gone to these pro-homosexual conferences, but I've actually gone to a number of clinical conferences, including ones from the American Psychological Association. And it used to be way back in the 1970s, I think it was in around 1973, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that homosexuality was considered a mental disorder. I think it might have been in also the DSM chap, uh, 2. Not positive. I can't remember perfectly. But I will say, hi, John, that, um, that it used to be before this propaganda was promoted that homosexuality was actually seen as a mental disorder. And what has cleverly taken place is that the gay activist community, they lobbied behind the scenes with the American Psychological Association, and they basically lobbied to get that diagnosis taken out of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. And as a result of that, it was taken out and they slowly infiltrated this field, the psychology world. And, So now what happens is when people say, well, the APA says blah, 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 and they affirm homosexuality, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Then you go, oh my gosh, well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. The APA supports it. But the problem is people don't know the history. They don't know how it got removed in the first place. They don't know, like this, for example, that when the diagnostic manual had this taken out, it was not taken out on the basis of research. They used to do research to put in a diagnosis in order to put a diagnosis in the book so a a therapist like me could actually diagnose a client, a patient, and go, okay, that fits this criteria, this, 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 and this. But if they didn't do any research to get it out and it was taken out on the basis of activism, which was exactly why it was taken out, then you actually have people who used to be considered mentally ill with this situation running around still kind of mentally ill because there's no research to prove otherwise. It was removed on the basis of activism. It had nothing to do with any valid research. And then other people will go, well, hmm, you know, it's kind of interesting that um, – I don't read any research that actually shows that homosexuals can change or that there isn't any, you know, more uh, high rates of sexual abuse tied with homosexuals or or parent-child bonding issues or attachment disruption issues or anything like that. There's no research anymore on that. And so your stupid old funky theory, Stacey Lenharp, has been completely disproven and you're full of baloney because blah, 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 you believe all this other stuff. But again... What you don't understand is it's not there because they censor it and they won't put it there. Because there is research out there that shows exactly the origins, the etiology, the causes of this issue with same-sex attraction. It's all out there. The problem is that the APA has been bought and paid for by the gay lobby and the medical association and the media... And now, sadly, the church. And so, when you have somebody like me going, okay, let's look at this stuff. I want just just so you know, it's their stuff I'm reading. And let's look at how they did it. I'm trying to point you to the truth. People get mad at me, and, and this is a true story. Actually, <laughs> I get a lot of people get mad at me. All I'm, and you know, ironically, you know who gets mad at me? It's people in the church that get mad at me. I can't believe you're so passionate about this issue. You're such a hater, a homophobe, blah, blah. (sighs) If you've ever met me in person, I am probably the most sweet person in the world that you'll ever meet. (laughs) I'm serious. I mean, anybody that knows me can pretty much testify to that, right? I mean, it's just, you know, my moniker, sweet and lovable. I didn't make that up. Somebody else did. Uh, But I'm trying to tell you the truth. And yet, you look at all this stuff, okay, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and now here we are. Well, the reason why you think this is because you blah, 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 and that's the typical talking point of the liberal media that the homosexuals succeeded in. They completely succeeded in it. And you know what the sad part is? The church has capitulated to that. Rather than the church standing up and being the light that we are called to be, what the church did, stupidly, was retreat and say, you know what, we probably shouldn't talk about Romans chapter 1 or Leviticus chapter 18. You know, we shouldn't talk about homosexuality or homosexuals and call the behavior an abomination. Or, you know, we actually shouldn't look at the 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 actual Old Testament where they actually used to kill homosexuals because they didn't want that stuff spreading throughout their nation and stuff. Not that I'm advocating or anything, but the church shouldn't talk about any of this stuff. And we certainly don't want to talk about where it says such were some of you, right? Because God can deliver a homosexual. We don't even want to go there because what about those people? Who have gone through therapy and they haven't been able to get better? And what about those people who have so-called tried to, quote, pray the gay away and they're still gay? And what about people like Alan Chambers and Randy Thomas who used to lead up these ex-gay ministries and they're in the lifestyle themselves? I mean, what about all those people? You know, God made them that way. And you're just a stupid, fat, homophobic bigot, Stacey Lenharp. You need to shut your trap. I mean, seriously, <laughs> What about all that? And let me ask you this. What about the truth? Everything is emotive. And I can tell you because I know this for a fact that the former leaders of Exodus International who brought down that ministry had been offered free therapy from the top therapeutic experts who deal with this issue and they both turned it down. Both of them. And now one of them is living with another man in a homosexual, sinful lifestyle, and the other one is propagating with his wife uh, this all-inclusive BS that Jesus loves the homosexual and approves of that the way it is. And I'm just saying it's not true. And the Bible says you better be careful that you're in the faith and to not be deceived. Right? Perfect love casts out all fear. And if we serve a holy God, a holy God does not embrace something in his word that he refers to as an abomination. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. And the thing is, is where is, where is the, where is the real love, man? Hey, if any of you have a kid and you have a pot of boiling water on the stove and that little child decides he wants to go up and touch that hot boiling water, you're going to jump in there, pull his hand away, yell at him, scream at him to get away from there so he doesn't get burned, right? If you're a loving person, you will. But the equivalent of that is, well, you know, well, no, let's go ahead and let them get up there really close. And if they accidentally pull the pot on top of their head and burn their head, well, then we can just cry victim or whatever and call it the pot's fault. And and, you know, and then just have to deal with the burning and, and just say it's because of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's completely insane. And yet that's essentially what the church is doing now, to be fair, because I'm not bagging completely on the church, to be fair, there is a faction, a little remnant in the church actually, uh, headed up, uh, by Ann Polk, who herself is, a, a lady who, uh, embraced a lesbian lifestyle at one time and who the Lord delivered from that. She actually got married to a man named John Polk and he actually used to be in the homosexual lifestyle. And sadly he went back into it after being married to Ann for all these years. They had a couple of kids he's now living or in some relationship with a man. He broke her heart, devastated their family um, and you know, is, is basically on the side of evil while Ann and my friend Stephen Black and a number of others actually founded the Restored Hope Network. And why is it called Restored Hope? Because people who are in this lifestyle have lost hope, and they need hope. We need to restore hope. That's what the church is about. That's why Jesus came, to give us hope, to give us freedom, to give us love, right? So Anne and the folks over at Restored Hope Network, they offer that hope that only Jesus can set the captive free and they offer the therapy and the counseling and it's none of this BS that you see in the media this electric shock therapy and they make you eat cow poop and you know sit on your head for five hours and put thumbnails up your nose and you know other crap like that that the the sad propagandists on the left will tell you that's all about you can't even find the term conversion therapy in the APA anywhere in the first place whatever Point is, is there's hope out there, and real believers are really being persecuted because of it. Anyway, let's continue with my my little slide here. All right. So, uh, so the 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 third one was third. Uh, Even when it sticks to the facts, propaganda can be unabashedly subjective and one sided. There's nothing necessarily wrong with this. All right. So then we go on later okay. in the book. The next section in this book, we're not going to get into this. I'm just going to over give you the outlay of this. And then later we're going to dig into each one of these eight tactics. Uh, the eight tactics are the strategy of waging peace. Eight practical principles for the persuasion of straits. Okay, so principle one is don't just express yourself, communicate. And there's way more to it than that, trust me. Principle two is seek ye not the saved nor the damned. Appeal to the skeptics. Uh, principle three: Keep talking. Principle four: Keep the message focused. You're a homosexual, not a whale. Again, we'll be digging deeper into this in the next in the next couple of uh, sessions we do on this. Principle five: Portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. Hmm. Yeah. Anybody believe that one has been accomplished? Principle six, give potential protectors a just cause. Principle seven, make gays look good. And principle eight, make victimizers look bad. And just so you know, the victimizers in this case would be a person like me. Just so you know. Yeah, that, that would be me, the evil victimizer. The one that's trying to tell you the truth and equip you with the truth so that you can go out and, and feel a little bit confident about what you're doing in your life, all that, okay? Just so you know. All right, so next week we will, dig, we will dig into those eight particular things. So I know we got probably about 20 minutes left of the show. So what I'd like to do is if anybody has any comments that I missed, I'm going to go over, I'm going to look over and see if there's any comments on Facebook, uh, anywhere. And if there is, then I will read them. Darren said, truth and love, that's what you have there. Um yeah, I mean the Bible says that we need to speak the truth in love. And of course, that old adage that people say, you know, hate or what is it? Love is hate to those who hate truth or something like that. Um yeah, we're supposed called we're supposed to to speak truth in love, right? Okay. All right, let's see here. I'm going to scroll back through the periscope comments here. There's there's a couple of them. Sorry, guys, i got to scroll through. Okay, so Marlene is in the room. She said, yes, Lord, they need help, and they need to know the truth. Don came in. Hi, Don. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Looks like we have a lot of trolls in here. Uh, Let's see here. I'm going to scroll back up. There's some weird comments in here. Uh, Angie says, no toleration of any other viewpoints. That's actually true. You know, they don't tolerate the, the, the idea of of toleration or tolerance. Um, at least in the, in this topic is that used to be that tolerance meant, Hey, you know what? I have an opinion about something and if you don't like it, guess what? You can tolerate it. You can tolerate me. And you can accept me for who I am with a different point of view. But now it means if I have a different opinion and I say that homosexuality is a sin, then you don't tolerate me. You try to shoot me and kill me and make sure that my whole family and my life is destroyed financially and my career is flushed down the toilet and that you know, and that I'm in debt the rest of my life because that's what it is. Um, RB 5235 says this goes for all left-wing groups. I would agree that there is definitely that faction there, but I would also add that there is the same faction on the far, far, far right. Um, Angie says, censuring. We are too busy being the world to stand out in it, she also says. Yep, and RB, I don't know your name, RB, sorry. Uh, these are all tactics long used by communists? Yes. Well, this whole agenda is a Marxist-Socialist-Communist tactic. Uh, let's see. The church may not be the church. Well, there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing in the church. Although there is a small, rare group of LGBT+, plus that do not agree with their tactics. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Angie, about that? Is that that... Um, little remnant it to me uh that is you know the revoice conference that just took place there is a subtle deception there i don't trust these people as far as you could throw them just saying i don't i am camellia hill hill rather sad but true and i don't know what you're saying that to but i agree with you <laughs> I do agree. It's sad, but true, right? Sad, but true. All right. So those are the comments. Uh, Randall, do you have any thoughts? Because, you know, I know it's the first time you're hearing this stuff too, and I know you're busy over there, but just curious if you have any thoughts on this either.
1: Well, it is interesting. The uh, inconsistencies that you pointed out, uh, you know, beginning uh, the stuff covered earlier, uh, close to the front of the book is uh, all about uh, you know truth doesn't matter. Excuse me. Um, Bless your little heart. That yeah, don't have to have facts on their side. It's all about you know pushing these images and for an emotional response. And, and like you say, it's it's in incon- and then not only is this later about. Um, into the sinister side of propaganda, and something not condoned is not consistent with the front of the book. It's inconsistent with what we're, you know, observing in in reality. Um, you know, in your earlier comment about well, just your report about not being able to boost boost the Facebook post. Right. Um, I'm going to um, play capitalist here and say, oh well. You know, they can do that. That's they can choose not to take your money and not choose to do what you want because you know it's a. I think it's a publicly held company. Facebook Facebook is, but anyway, still, it's it's not you know it's not um It's no sort of public, um, you know, public utility or anything like that. And so, they're under no obligation to, like, do business. And at the same time, those that would want a baker to make, you know, a same-sex wedding cake or whatever, flowers for a same-sex wedding, they should not have the power of of law or even um, attorneys, whether or not it's legal or not, yeah. to to force a person to do business. It's not like... It's not like refusing to do business with a certain class. It's refusing to do certain types of things. They're completely different, anyway. But we've been through all that. Those well, are my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't a hundred percent agree with you actually, though, on that. Though, um, I understand where you're coming from. I think the larger issue is censorship as a whole, and if they yeah, if, definitely, it's going on. Yeah, but they are specifically targeting Christians. Oh, and, i, I and conservatives. I don't disagree with that or
1: yeah. so I don't dispute that whatever. I'm just saying it's it's in their it's within their um whatever power or decision but yeah, but to I'm do not, so.
0: I'm not sure legally though that's accurate. Well, I'm just not sure cuz I I've, I've read um I've read some stuff um, from a lo- from attorneys like from Liberty Council and others that have actually addressed that issue and I'm just I'm just not sure I understand your position I'm just not sure uh, I wholeheartedly concur with it because uh, there there is just so much going on that um, I mean what is the threat and boost in Facebook I'm, I spent two dollars $2, you know to boost my show so a couple more people could see it. Uh. What's the threat? I mean, uh, here's what I think, though. Oh, go ahead. I'll just wait for you.
1: Well, the, the threat is that it uh, it, uh, it uh, purports or, you know, it, it um, promotes uh, something, a viewpoint that they disagree with. Right. Um, and so silence the opposition. That's <laughs> it's, it's a threat because it may, you know, influence people. To take a different viewpoint. And right. That's the threat.
0: Well, there's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Indeed. Yeah, there is. And I just have to tell you that, um, uh, well, let's see, how do I say this? I bet you, I'll just say this. I bet you, if I go back into the show I did a couple days ago about that transgender uh, lady, the the non-binary one who identified as non-binary. She's not a girl or a boy, but she's just a non-binary person. Um, I bet, and I'm just going to do this for fun. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it after the show. I'm going to go back into that show. I'm going to rewrite the description of that show and make it pro-transgender, pro-homosexual. I'm going to write the description. I'm going to reverse the the description of that show. I'm going to write it. I'm going to rewrite it to make it pro And then I'm going to submit it again. I'm going to try to boost it for another two bucks. And we'll see if they boost it. Because I'm pretty sure they're not listening to the content of my show. Because if you actually go and listen to the, actually the first 20 minutes of that show, there's nothing even, I'm not even talking yet about that. But we have to get to the point where we're as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And just like Bonhoeffer stood up, you know, to the communism and the persecution of, uh, the people of that day, we as believers are, are, we are coming under more and more of a persecution. In case you're new to the show, you don't know. i will just add this in too. I used to write the Voice of the Martyrs persecution blog for eight years, every day, five days a week, I wrote three blog posts about Christian persecution worldwide. So I have this weird background, right? I have this psychology background, I have this Christian persecution background. I have all this knowledge about the homosexual agenda, which I am an expert in. I don't say that often, but I I am because I've been talking about it for 15 years and studying it and looking at it. So I have this really weird background. Plus, I love the Bible and Christian apologetics. So I look at this and I think, well, if you look at Christian persecution worldwide today, first of all, America is getting there. Islam in this country their goal is to overtake our country by 2020 that's 2 years from now as far as i know all right islam is rampant in this country and under president donald trump have you guys noticed just curious if you've actually noticed a decrease in these type of terrorist attacks here in america or the world for that matter just saying just saying, God has given us a short window of time to repent as the church, okay? And the church, we are the restraining force of evil in this world. Because the Bible says, greater is he who is in us than he who is, who is in the world. The Holy Spirit is the restrainer. And if we don't get emboldened and get grounded and get washed and sanctified by God's holy word, the Bible, then we're going to be weak, ineffective, wussy people. And we're like, oh, whatever. You know, we're going to just crumble under like a slight, you know, insult. We must never forget. I must declare. We must never forget every man, woman, child and girl, you know, boy and girl is made in God's image. Satan hates you because you're made in God's image. I cannot say this enough. I try to say it almost every show, even when I talk about pickleball in every show. Hey, we're all made in God's image, okay? Satan doesn't like you because you're made in his image. The only creation God ever made was us, and he made us in his image. Well, that's why the overall, arching spiritual issue with this issue is so important we we need to educate people in the church that this is way deeper than the marketing of homosexuality to america this is the marketing of homosexuality to destroy humanity because seriously if you think about the actual natural outcome of homosexual behavior it leads to death period you cannot procreate when you you know engage in that behavior. You just can't. You can't. The AIDS research, the Center for Disease Control, I've actually had shows spiked where I read just from the Centers for Disease Control reports on AIDS and sexual transmitted diseases in the homosexual homosexual community. They don't want that out. You read that, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not reading. I'm reading science, actual research, and they don't want that out. It's, it's completely insane, but the church—we need to repent first of all of embracing something God God calls an abomination. Number one, and number church. Number two, you know we need to speak the truth and love to those who are trapped in that community. You know because they're really on a way—they're on their way to hell. I don't care what anybody says. You cannot walk as a homosexual Christian. And have that be approved by God, because we serve a holy God who calls that behavior an abomination. They don't go hand in hand. Okay? I say that as your spiritual mama. They don't go that. They don't go together. And we need to fear God and honor him. (sighs) All right. So Camilla uh, says, but they can bash the Christians talking about offense when they intentionally show their PDA. Yep, public display of affection. I get it. God bless you. Let's see here. Alex Jones should be able to be on a Looney Tunes. Center one, the no one is safe. Vandal. Hello, welcome back to the show. I think they chose Christianity because the premise of our belief is love. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure what you're telling me not to do, but I probably did it. Sorry. (laughs) Non-binary who uses men's room for period for a week. Says Mama Gina. Uh, They wouldn't challenge someone of the Muslim faith because most of them are taught to defend. Well, the Muslims will kill you. And the Muslims kill homosexuals. That's the irony of it all. I mean, in their ideology, the Muslims want the homosexuals dead in our biblical theology we want to love them and get them free and that's being stopped anyway uh i want to let you know that uh i am very thankful to a whole bunch of people first of all all of my pillars of the community thank you guys for supporting our show with your donations you know you know you know who you are i want to thank you guys i do want to especially thank some of you who have Uh, donated a little extra this month to us so that we can get going to that Prophecy Conference that's going to be taking place uh, in Oklahoma in October. It's coming up. We still need close to $1,000 donated to kind of help get towards that, to cover the cost of that. So if you guys, you know, find it in your heart somewhere to donate a couple of dollars to us so we can get to that conference and get those 30-some interviews, those speakers there um, on our show and do that work for you. Uh, I would totally appreciate it. I really would. Because um, the Prophecy Watchers Conference is awesome. It's, it's a good, it's good investment. And uh, I'm going to be going. And Bareface is going to go. And uh, we have expenses. So, um, you know, consider donating to us at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And then, uh, of course, Ariel Ministries is one of our biggest sponsors. If you like what we do then consider getting their stuff. Ariel.org, you can go there, use the coupon code Bible News. Also, you can also get the free Bible study. I think tomorrow is the last day we're going to be offering the uh, What is God Doing with the Gentiles free Bible study for this month. It's on our website, biblenewsradio.com. You can get that, download it. Uh, I will be offering uh, next month, I will be offering some of the handouts for the Marketing of Homosexuality. To America uh, in a PDF format, which will be available on my website. Don't forget to also sign up for my email list at biblenewsradio.com. I'm I'm basically sending out one email a week. I'm using my text message service uh, more because I because it goes to you and you can't and you actually get it. So join that. That's text Bible News uh, to three three two two two. If you're not already on it, join it today. I send out a couple text messages a day. Uh, you know, to encourage you and to let you know what's going on. And you can always unsubscribe at any time. But if you text Bible News to 33222, you can do that. And you can actually respond to those texts, too. When I send you something, you can hit respond and reply right back to me. I get it, and I'll respond back uh, when I can. Um, That's unfortunately a way that we've had to try to get around everything being spiked in the media. (laughs) And I'm paying for that service, too, so... If you appreciate that service again, you know, consider donating because it does cost me money to do that. You know, um, and then of course, if you want to join my Legal Shield team, I want to welcome uh, a new associate, Melanie Weiser became an associate with me last night for Legal Shield to uh, become a a partner with us, so that we can get this good legal service into the hands of everybody out there. Uh, legal Shield is an awesome product. Every family, every business needs it um we offer a will uh will preparation health directive um also help with your tickets you get unlimited access to an attorney and law firm answer any legal questions for you and there's a lot more plus a whole bunch of member perks to over 400 places and it's only 24.95 a month i mean it's it's affordable for everybody uh and so if you want to Legal Shield, contact me, we'll get you signed up. Also, identity theft is rampant, we talk about it almost every day on this show. Uh, $9.95 for an individual a month, $24.95 for a family of 10. If you have eight children and two parents, that family version is for you. Um, I'd love to sign you guys up, get you protected, um, and again, you get all the perks with that. If you want to be an associate with me, just a real quick thumbnail on that. It's $99 to start for a lifetime. You never have to pay another fee again to be an associate. And it's basically about $20 a month for your mobile app, which is completely your whole marketing suite uh, in the palm of your hand. You can't lose with Legal Shield. You really can't. So um, I want you on my team. I want you protected. And so if you're interested, get in touch with me after the show. And we'll get you signed up. And I'll tell you more. Don't hesitate, okay? I know some of you guys are like, I'm not sure. I don't really need this. You know what? It's better to be protected and put out a couple of dollars a month to have the access to these awesome stuff than to need it and not have it. Um, And the way the world is going these days, it's just gonna get worse. I'm just gonna tell you, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. A lot of you guys spend more money on your cable TV that you really don't need, <laughs> and you waste your money on that um, when you don't need that. And some of you pay like through the nose on your auto insurance and stuff, or your house insurance, and you never use it. With Legal Shield and ID Shield, you got member perks you're gonna use, I guarantee you, and it's gonna protect you. So um, get in touch with me so we can get you signed up. Um, tomorrow, is free for all Friday and I look forward to coming back here tomorrow with my husband bareface and uh, sharing with you guys um you know some fun and we'll also be talking and sharing with you uh, my friend my my sister-in-law-in-law's book uh again we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit but if you guys have a prayer request or a prayer need please send it my way I will personally pray for you um if you have a topic that you want me to discuss on the show or somebody actually to be on the show that you think would be a good fit. Um, I will consider it, but I'm not sure um, that, um, you know, I'm not sure yet because I've, God has me kind of a holding cell with, um, with, um, with interviewing people right now because I'm, he's called me to expose this stuff. And so that's kind of where I've been going. Um, but all of that stuff is welcome and um, very much appreciated. So, Anyway, I love you guys. I really do. Um, And I, you know, every day I put my heart out here on the line and, uh, you know, go go on the bat for truth uh, and all that. So let me just pray. Father, I ask that for whoever's watching, that you just bless them if they're yours. I ask that you would raise them up to empower them to speak the truth and love. Give them the info that they need to influence those in their community. And Lord, if there's somebody who doesn't know you, I ask in Jesus' name that you would draw them to yourself. All right, everybody, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. And I'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing.